Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Weirdly, the second episode this week of Backstage Gaming. How are what? you? Uh, Hi, I'm, I'm Chris. Dylan. <laughs> well, let's try that again. I'm Chris. <laughs> that was me rewinding. We I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Dylan. Hey, we're doing it. We recorded this one moments after the last one you heard, so we're a little loopy. Uh, we got the we got the juices flowing. So for this one, we again we we kind of came up with this idea to do like mini sods to kind of both to give us something more to do as we're dealing with the existential dread of the present moment and to give you something more to listen to. So this week's episode is inspired a little bit by uh, our friends over at Super GG Radio. Uh, they, we had Alex from their show on our show back in October to talk about unreliable narrators. Uh, and since then, we've, we've talked with them. I met up with them at C2E2. They're, they're good people. And they reached out to us to ask us to uh, write some little editorials for their blog about the games that we're playing to get through this period of social distancing and self-isolation. Uh, and that, like, I wrote my thing, and I'll probably talk about that game here in a minute, but that got me thinking that there's a lot of games that I like that I couldn't really describe well in writing, but I can talk for a little bit on my podcast about why I like them and why they're helping me deal with loneliness. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. I'm excited. This is going to be yeah. less less ethereal and uh, academic than our usual stuff, and more just like us talking about games that make us happy and games that might make you happy out there in that in the big scary plague. Hey Dylan. Hey Chris. You know what? I'm going to just say something and I bet you're going to guess it immediately. What's a series that we both love with very therapeutic gameplay? Um Prince of Persia. You're damn right it is. I fucking playing, knew it. I've been playing a lot of Prince of Persia 2008 recently. I, I thought it was 2008. That seems like yep. a very Chris Relax core game. Exactly. Uh so the Prince of Persia series is great. It's all about running and platforming and generally incredibly well done, like environment design. And uh, Prince of Persia 2008, while it's not my favorite game in the series, is my favorite game for relaxing because it is just like it's one of the most zen games I've ever played. The aesthetic mm -hmm. is really pleasing. It's got a very like pastel cell shaded kind of look to it. Uh, it's got but like. While within that, it's it's very painterly is the best way I would describe it. Like the environments all have like kind of mm -hmm. a brush stroke feel to them. And also it's just zen. Like as the game goes on in particular and you start unlocking some different abilities, you'll run into these periods of platforming where it almost plays more like a rhythm game 
because the way that all of the platforming works is you've got like you can jump or you can interact with things with your free hand, which has like a, a grabby claw glove on it, or you can use these magic pads with your uh, adventuring buddy Elika to advance forward. And so as you come into these strings, it'll be like a string of like you jump and you wall run and then you jump and then you hit the Elika button to do like uh, a flip to the next pad. And then from there, you're going to jump and then you're going to hit the, the glove button to do like a, a upside down monkey bar ring flip that makes no physical sense, but it's so cool still on sale. It is. That's yeah. It's like three bucks right now. Go oh, buy shit. This game. Yeah, that's 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 going in the cart. That's like the deal of the century. Uh, I got, sorry, yeah, keep going. <laughs> it just, it is one of the most relaxing games for me. It helps that, like, and this is not something for everybody, and I will admit it's, like, a little bit more forgiving than I would necessarily like, but, like, if you ever mess up a platforming section, Elika will literally swoop in, save you, and drop you on the last, like, safe bit of ground. But, like, sometimes that's what you want. Sometimes yeah. you want a game that the punishment is very minimal, You let, it lets you get right back into the action and try again. And, I mean, add to that, like, the music in Prison Bridge 2008 is very good. Again, the environment is beautiful. The combat, when it happens, and it's it's rare, is very, like, cinematic. And, yeah. like, again, has that kind of, like, has a rhythm to it that it's very easy to, like, get into. Like I said, it's not my favorite game in the series. It's far from being in, like, my favorite games of all time. But sometimes it's just, like, the right game for the time it's a very yeah it's a very zen game yeah that's that's my first plug for this week hey dylan what have what have you been playing recently um so i haven't been playing this recently but i feel like a perfect relaxation game okay um is tetris yeah uh we we played a lot of tetris when i when i when i first moved in chris yeah when when we Uh, lived together here in chicago tetris was the frequent like we don't want to do anything like in depth we just want to like chill and play a game and talk yeah yeah or like you know that's how i because i like i i listen to a lot of music but like sometimes i'll just fidget or like i'll distract myself and i can never just sit down and listen to music tetris is like the perfect game to play if i just want to actually listen to an album with my full attention while giving my my fingers something to do and so I, I really love Tetris for those moments. And I, I haven't actually played it in a while, but um, I've, I've been. Unfortunately, uh, for an episode on games to play while you're in quarantine, I actually am not in quarantine. Yeah, you're, I have you're, to work. A, you're a grocer boy. I'm a grocer boy. Uh, and I feel like a grocer boy because of it. Oh, no. <laughs> that was very clever, but oh, no. <laughs> Um, God, I'm getting it from Coop, I think. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> he has that effect on people. <laughs> he hears this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. I'm giggly. A game that I have been playing, though, is uh, mm-hmm. not a very zen game, but uh, Fire Emblem That's okay, my next 4. one isn't either. <laughs> okay, that's good to you. I think, I think it's a very similar type of game, actually. Uh, Fire Emblem 4, Genealogy of the Holy War. Um, also known as Fire Emblem 4 Seisen no Kefu, because it was never translated in English, so it doesn't have an official uh, title, is a very good Fire Emblem game. I think it's one of the most iconic, if you ask anyone in the fan base. However, it is also a deeply 
when you, when you play this one in particular, you really have to commit to it. Um, not because of the, it's like the one with like the massive maps, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like the first three chapters, I think, or the first two chapters have taken me like the the first chapter was like I want to say like somewhere like fifteen turns. Um, and chapter one was uh the prologue was fifteen turns. Chapter one was like something closer to like thirty turns. Uh, they're very big maps. Uh, most Fire Emblem games give you like a very clear path to the end of the level. And so you can you can basically beat them in an hour. Uh, Fire Emblem 4 asks you more closer to like two to four hours. Per map? Yeah. It's, Holy it, cow. Like they, they're like full campaigns. That's wild. Because, uh, cause, uh, you know, most Fire Emblem games are like anywhere from 25 to 30, 35 chapters. Yeah. Um, Fire Emblem 4 is 12 chapters. Oh, okay. You, so you that's ha- where the meat be. You have a prologue, an epilogue, and then 10 chapters of the main story. And so the maps are huge, and like they are very involved, and there are multiple castles, multiple objectives to be met. Um, and there are very... Uh, it's very story-driven. You'll have like very like plot-critical story moments happen on screen like in gameplay moments that's like, really cool i need to play yeah. this game oh it's really good i'll send it to you um but like there's a one of, one of like the best examples is as you are kind of fighting your way south from your main castle uh, a bunch of aristocrats in the neighboring nation to the north think oh they're gone we can come in but uh one of your best friends from that same nation who is also the one guarding the border between your two nations is like, no, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. This is <laughs> not, this hasn't been improved by our not king. Not now, Jeremy. Like, so as, as you are kind of waging your own war, like it'll cut over to your ally, helping you like helping protect your old castle from other invaders. That's rad. Um, and the, the, the game is just peppered with moments like that. I love that. Yeah, uh, it, it's like the most organic story in any Fire Emblem game I've ever played. That sounds so, like a great time. Also, so yeah. boy, howdy, if if any of you are, you know, socially isolating or, or in need of something to fill the long days in your apartment with, that sounds like a, a sounds like a four hour map of Fire Emblem isn't the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, you can also save during the maps, um, unlike a lot of other Fire Emblem games. Uh, games where you you do like a quick save there is permanent saves in fire emblem 4 so what i recommend is like having a save file at the beginning have a save file at like the middle that like whenever you need to like go back to one and then have a third save file where you just save after every turn <laughs> just so you can saves come your way through just so like if you need to yeah yeah or if you, if you need to, like, you know, stop playing and, like, do something. Because, like, I don't think those those chapters are not meant to be played in one sitting. Right. I, I would hope they, not. They are very much, yeah, they are very much like a, I'll do a couple turns now and I'll come back. Or, like, I see this objective I want, I'll play until I get that objective and then call it a, a day. Yeah. Playing Fire Emblem 4 is like curling up and, like, actually sitting down to read a book. I like that it's, analogy. It's got that kind of, like, yeah. I like that. And you were right, Dylan. The The next game I wanted to talk about is very similar to Fire Emblem. I've been playing a lot re- of uh, XCOM 2 recently. Yeah. XCOM um, is a great series. It's another, like Fire Emblem, it's a turn-based tactics uh, RNG-driven game. But rather than being about m- medieval 
warfare. It's about defending the Earth from aliens, or in XCOM 2's case, winning the Earth back from aliens. And it's hard to describe, like, why I like this game so much. I like turn-based tactics a lot. See also the many times we've discussed Fire Emblem on this show. Right. But XCOM has just a very nice, like, pace to it that Mm -hmm. makes it very easy to kind of pick up and play a mission or pick up and do a little bit of fiddling around, like, in your base. And also, I think what I enjoy so much about Fire Emblem is, I, I, or not Fire Emblem, uh, XCOM, Mm -hmm. I tend to play on Iron Man mode. So it, the game auto saves every time I make an action. If I fuck up and get a full wipe, that's it. I can't, I can't go back and save scum. And that leads to a lot of games that like, you know, I'll get four missions in and then something will go terribly wrong. And it's like, well, I, I can't recover from this. I'm going to start over. But the game has a pace to it where like, it never feels like you're losing that much. Or I guess as a better thing, I never mind so much and I'm always like willing and ready to like get in and start another new game. And the way that the game is paced and the way that it it randomly generates what exactly is going to happen to you. It's got a little bit of that like roguelike element where you kind of expect to have to start over Mm -hmm. if you play it, especially if you play it on Iron Man. And if you're a fan of of uh, turn-based tactics tactics games and you haven't played either XCOM Enemy Unknown or XCOM 2, I'd highly recommend them. They're a lot of fun. They've got a lot of interesting depth to them that you can get into. You face more decision points than I can possibly describe, and it's very anxiety-inducing at times. But when I'm feeling too zenned out from Prince of Persia <laughs> and I need to, to crank it up, I go to XCOM. Hmm. Another game I've been playing. So, Chris, uh, I, I've made it no secret that one of my favorite games in the Final Fantasy series is Final Fantasy XII. You have said this to me. And Final you, Fantasy how 12, many? Hey, hey, Dylan, how many yes. times have you bought Final Fantasy XII? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> um, let's see. So, like, there, there was the copy I got back in 2006. Uh, there is the first copy of the Zodiac Age I got. Uh... <laughs> For the, the PS4, then there's the Switch copy of the Zodiac Age that I have. Yep, sounds so that's about three. right. <laughs> that's three. I thought about getting the PC version, but I, I, I have not. So <laughs> I love that you've thought about it, though. I thought about it. Final Fantasy XII like, gets my recommendation if you want like a zone, uh, like a very zen RPG experience, especially the, the Zodiac Age for its reduced difficulty. Fin- in Final Fantasy XII, you kind of you pre-program your characters and you just kind of let them do the work which opens you to, you know, maybe you want to farm this enemy for a loot drop, or maybe you're doing a side quest where you need to hunt a specific monster, or maybe you just want to run around the game world and appreciate all the insane amount of detail they put into, like, the architecture, or, like, because there are ruins that litter the uh, the world of Final Fantasy XII. I highly recommend it. However, that being said... I've played a lot of Final Fantasy XII. I'm currently burnt out on it, so that's not the Final Fantasy game I'm playing. I'm playing probably what is thematically and, like, in terms of content, like, the total opposite of Final Fantasy XII. I'm playing Final Fantasy <laughs> X too. <laughs> um, <Okay>. So, Chris... <laughs> like, hear me out. Hear me out for a second. So, Final Fantasy X too is, like, very infamous. Um... It is the sequel to Final Fantasy X, if you couldn't tell from the weird-ass title. And it is also... Final Fantasy X-2, Final Chapter Prologue. I I typically say Final Fantasy X Part Two because that doesn't give me an aneurysm. (laughs) But uh, Final Fantasy X-2 
is the opposite of Final Fantasy XII in a lot of ways. I think the writing for Final Fantasy X-2 is abysmal. It's a, But, like, kind of with that, it, it's a much more active type of game. One of my favorite... One of my other favorite Final Fantasy games uh, is Final Fantasy Tactics, which has a very in-depth job system uh, where you can put a lot of detail into customizing your character. Final Fantasy X-2 doesn't have the same amount of depth with its job system, but what it does have is the ability to switch jobs mid-combat. And so there's like a lot of really fun configurations you can do with your characters um, and change characters in and out of combat. And I guess the thing that really makes Final Fantasy X-2 fun for me is that as a sequel to Final Fantasy X, they decided to just let the entire world be open for, for you right from the start. So if you're a fan of Final Fantasy X and you were like, oh, uh, the story doesn't want me to go to Luca right now, but I'm curious about like what's going on in Luca. Luca being like the capital of the world of Final Fantasy X. So you go to Luca and you'll actually get some optional uh, missable content. Uh, and like there's just scenes in characters that you can run into at any point in the game world. And even if I don't particularly like the writing all that much, it's very interesting to see like what the developers have put and hidden in, in, in every nook and cranny of this game world. It's a game that I enjoy exploring, even if like it, it's 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 a weird game, dude. Like it's it's very male gaze pandery it's very like the writing is like very shallow there's like a lot more negative i can say in terms of final fantasy 12 uh final fantasy 10 2 but like the gameplay just really nails it for me it's also the my favorite implementation of the active time battle system in final fantasy where oh, really yes where every character kind of has a queue where they have to like wait until they're ATB gauge fills up to a certain point and then it's their turn to do an action and um but they have to do an action quick because the enemy or the boss might also attack while you're still deciding. Final Fantasy X2 has that, but different jobs have different uh levels of queuing. Different jobs engage with it differently. So for example, there's the dancer class which gives uh either enemies a debuff or gives uh your allies a buff and for them, like, when they are doing a buff, that is basically all they are doing for, like, the duration of the ATB gauge filling up. It's a it's a very weird system to describe, but, like, uh, another th example is, like, the rogue class. Uh, their ATB gauge is shorter, so they are able to get more turns in than a lot of other classes. That's really uh, it's cool. Just, it's really smart, and, like... That's a cool, it makes, like, twist on that system. It makes combat really engaging. I just wish the story was better. <laughs> All right. One more that I want to talk about. Hey, hey okay. Dylan. Yes. How do you feel about crunchy old school RPGs a la like Baldur's Gate and Planescape Tor Torment? I'm listening. How do you feel about old school LucasArts point and click adventure games like Grim Fandango and Monkey Island? I've actually been enjoying the shit out of Monkey Island. What it's if so I told funny. you you could have both? What? There's a, a recent this? there's a recent game that came out it came out last year. It's called Disco Elysium. Oh, I keep hearing this and it's on my wish list and I I still need to play it. It's so good. I only picked it up recently. I've been playing into it. It is one of the most interestingly done game stories I've ever like played. I we're going to have to do an episode on the way that this game works at some point once I've had time to like digest more of it. Okay. Because there's a lot there. 
Because, like, but I love is, the aesthetic of Disco Elysium. I've Everything I've heard of it has been amazing. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's an impressionist painting of a, like, neo-noir city, complete with, like, slightly distorted jazz music. You okay. have a lot of, like, it's, it's all about, like, stats and, like, special abilities, a la, like, a Baldur's Gate or, like, any other, like, D&D-inspired crunchy RPG, but all of the work of the game is, like, investigating and talking to people, and it's another of those games where, like, it's a conversation simulator, but one where, like, you know, you have a conversation, you have had that conversation, you can't go back and talk to the person and have that conversation again and explore the other branches of the dialogue tree, and if you call someone a Mm -hmm. fuckhead one time, they might remember that every time you talk to them. Amazing. It's, and again, I have not played enough of it to, like, be able to tell you much more than this. I'm still only a few hours in. But it is one of the most interesting games I've played in a long time. And again, it it taps into, like, two different game styles that I have all liked for a very long time in a way that I never expected to see them joined. And it's funny. Like, it's, it's a very mm. grim game, and there's a lot of, like shitty stuff that happens in it but it also has but like a really good sense of levity. humor that's yeah, that's it, good it it reminds me in a lot of very positive ways of like a slightly more grounded grim fandango okay and there's not much that's higher high praise, praise. coming from yeah. you yeah <laughs> there's not much higher praise i can give to an adventure game than comparing it to grim fandango so <laughs> definitely check that one out if you like any of the kinds of things i've been talking about just now it's it's great i really love it i'll have to like at some point, I'll have to check that out. It's not going to be anytime soon, That's fair. unfortunately. Do you have uh, any others you want to talk about right now? Uh, let me wanna... let me think real quick. Um, so I, I covered like Fire Emblem and Final Fantasy X two are like the most recent stuff I've been doing. Every now and then, I'll still play like an arcade game to like try to top my high score. Uh, in this case, uh, arcadey, more arcadey, shooty, bang bang games I've been doing are uh, Sin and Punishment for the Nintendo sixty four and Metal Slug three. Gotta love some Metal Slug. Metal Slug is really good. I did not realize how good Metal Slug 3 is. <laughs> that I think that's the best one in the series. There is something very satisfying about like getting a little better with every playthrough, and because those games are so short, uh, both Metal Slug 3 and uh, Sin and Punishment are both roughly a little over an hour long. So that those those are fun times. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have much more uh, to add than that, though. Right, those, then... those were like the two or three big games. Yeah. Then let's let's wrap up this little mini-sode. Uh, thank you to Super GG Radio for reaching out to us to get us to write something for them. You should follow them on Twitter at Super GG Radio, all one word. Uh, and thanks for having us, and thanks for inspiring us to talk about a similar topic here. And thank you for listening to us talk about this topic. We hope you enjoyed it this second in our uh, Plague Time special mini-series. Uh, Woo! <laughs> We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again next week. Oh, God, no, Dylan. Uh, I'm dying. That means I don't have to go into work, though. <laughs> Until next time, thank you for listening to Backstage Gaming. Uh, if Wherever you're getting us, whether that's the Apple Podcast Service, Spotify, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, wherever you get your podcasts, consider leaving a rating, leaving a review, and recommending us to whoever you're quarantined up with. Share us with people who can't run away. 
<laughs> and and if you want to know more about us or get in touch with us, the best way to do that is to go to our website, bsgpod.com. It's got bios for us. It's got info about our show. It's got a contact form if you want to reach out to us. Check it out. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter, where our handle is at bsg underscore cast. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube if you want to drop a comment. I think you can comment on people's profiles in on YouTube. I have uh, no idea. I don't know how. Whatever. I, I don't know how social media works. We don't really use our YouTube anymore. I don't know why we still have it on on our credits page. <laughs> I, However, I should start doing more stuff with it. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, like I've been meaning to. It's just that, like, I life. <laughs> yeah, but uh, if if you want to engage with us, we recommend you reach us with the hashtag BSGPod. Also, huge, huge thanks to our friend Brendan French for the key art he has provided for our show. Um, if you like his stuff, you should check out the rest of his stuff at his Squarespace, brennan-french.squarespace.com. That is B-R-E-N-N-E-N-french.squarespace.com. You can also find him on Instagram.com slash brennanfrencharts or on Twitter at brennan underscore French. Thank you also to our friend BioQuery. He's the musician behind our theme song, Dot Sound Radio Volume 1 Instrumentality. If you like that, you should check out the rest of his music. He's a great electronica musician and composer. You can find his music by going to his his SoundCloud, which is soundcloud.com slash BioQuery. That's B-I-O-Q-U-E-R-Y. Or by searching for BioQuery on Spotify. His most recent work uh, is the... EP Bio Wolf by the artist Leon's Wolf, but he did the production on it, and it sounds really fucking cool. Thank you, as always, to our patrons over at patreon.com slash bsgpod. You did this. All of it. And we appreciate it. And if you want it to be your fault, too, you should check out patreon.com slash bsgpod and consider, consider helping us do this show more and better, and we appreciate each and every one of you who has done that from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you also to the HB Video Game Podcast Network for having us on the network. If you like our show, you'll probably like some of theirs too. It's a bunch of podcasts looking at video games from all kinds of angles, from the development side, the fan side, the news side, the analytical side. Go check them out. They're always being retweeted on Twitter at HPVGPodNetwork. Ooh, very efficient credits this time, Dylan. Well done. Ah, thank you, thank you. I think, we've, I think we're really hitting our stride this week. Oh, yes, 65 nice, nice. episodes in. <laughs> oh, God. Goodbye, everybody. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.